0: This is our uh, session three. Um, we can just uh, begin why by um, so. Let me know how the week was for you. Uh, what was difficult?
1: What was confusing? What? I don't think that I spent much time working on it this week. So, and part of that was because. Um, when things would come up, it would be 3.30 in the morning when I'm sleeping, that's when it bothered me. And so then I would start working on it and thinking about it. Luckily, I'd back to sleep. <laughs> so, good. So I don't. yeah, actually, that is good.
2: Yeah. You know?
0: And I think that um, just a little bit of, that I have thought about it when I do meditate and stuff
2: is already maybe making me feel better. Maybe it's the changes in my life that's making me feel better.
0: But huh. We had a good week? It all comes hand in hand. That's very good. Um, so, yeah, the, what she said was that during the sleep is when things come up when she wakes up in the middle of the night. So when she started to kind of use the teachings at that time, and then it just she just goes right back to sleep. So she wasn't sure if that was work or laziness or sleep. That was work.
2: <laughs> and
0: that's exactly because if you... Whatever, you know, goes on at nighttime it's our subconscious. We, we need to figure things out. And if, you know, if those of us who are introspecting, questioning, and looking within, um, this is normal that it will happen. It's annoying, but it's normal. Um, and the, the, really the beauty of it is that when we drop into the heart, and really expand whatever is needing resolve, when we expand that into our heart, when we expand into our, the consciousness around it, within ourselves, we find peace. And that energy of whatever is needing to resolve, when we find peace, and that enables us to fall back asleep. So that is how that is how this works, and it is really to find that internal peace and freedom. And um, so that's that's what we're seeking, but we can't get that if we keep swirling this stuff in our head. So good. Anything from you, Lisa and Claire?
2: Um.
3: <clears throat> well, I found last week really helpful, and then. Um, we had a one on one session this week, um, Mina, you and I, and yeah. uh, that was just so uh, so very, very helpful for me. Um, and I think your what you said last week during the session, and I've played with it some and I don't I didn't get it down exactly as you'd said it, but but my takeaway was that um, guilt and shame aren't necessarily feelings and I just I'm not <laughs> I'll take the word necessarily out. They aren't feelings. And that, um, that kind of smacked me um, in, in a way that, huh. Um, so, so understanding shame as a construct um, and having to do with someone else, not so much myself, and my assumptions about someone else's thoughts um, was extremely helpful.
1: Wonderful. That's good. That's very good. And that's again, we will, I will
0: elaborate on that um, today again, because I have it in my notes. So that's something I want to go over guilt and shame because it's a very common, it's a very common thing. We all experience that it's just really understanding what it is, what's the point of guilt and shame is and how do we transmute it? How do we change it? Very good.
1: And for you, Lisa? Um, I, I worked a lot this week on, um,
4: I had a, you know, a lot of a, what I call um, crisis of faith assaults on my emotional self. So I would just go into a place of like, I can't do this, I can't do this kind of a moment. So I really worked on um, being aware of that Experience and then just being like, okay, this is just energy. This is just negative energy. Where can I bring this to? And so I was able to
1: pull myself back from those thoughts quicker than I have in the past. And that was cool for me. Yeah.
0: Very good. That's that's what that's what happens with this type of work. So
1: good. Um, So just to uh, quickly review where we have been the
0: last couple of sessions, especially the last session. So we understand, we, you know, we went over the expanding our awareness around what is. It's the developing the skill, the ability, and the subtlety to
1: know the life exactly as it is. And without having the need
0: to change it because it feels uncomfortable, without having the need to rationalize it so we can quickly fix it because having it linger in our energy field it's it's bothersome it's uncomfortable it's we don't like it we want to quickly look look for a fix so expanding the awareness just by simply asking what is this what is it that I'm feeling
1: why is it where is it coming from whose is it has this happened before Can I just be with it? And the truth of the matter is by default, when things come up, they're uncomfortable or they are painful and we feel um,
0: weighed down by them and it just feels heavy in the chest. Our head may begin to spin we quickly want to fix that because we're looking for a solution. It's not fun feeling this way. But the default, but the, you know, most of us tend to, in trying to quickly fix it, we're thinking, who can I talk to? Who can I talk to who will just help me sort this out so I can put this in this nice little package and corner of my rational mind and be done with it? Or who can I blame
1: this on? Oh, who can I be angry at? Or how do I fix this?
0: And when we do that, we do do that. And when we do that, actually, we don't really resolve it. We, again, package it in some corner. We kind of we're venting. All this is useful. It's just not freeing us from this type of stuff for a long term. It's useful in the moment. Um, So... To, the ability to just sit with it is actually something we need to develop and cultivate. And that just happens by going through it once and second time around, you know how to do it. You don't freak out. You just sit with it. As uncomfortable as it is, you, you sit with it. You ride the wave. What happens when we are willing to do that is actually what really is happening will surface. If we continue to let the wave of anger just ride it and be angry, be angry within yourself. Being angry doesn't mean we have to call somebody names. You can in your own self. If you're by yourself by throwing things or screaming or punching the air or whatever or... However you get angry, you're just feeling the anger. If you allow that to happen, you will notice that it changes. When you allow it, the anger energy, it becomes free. When it becomes free, you can see beneath it. So
1: behind anger, most of it is pain. It's our own pain. and
0: It's that that pain we didn't want to feel. Anger disguised it. Anger covered it up. Because it's easier to be angry than to be in pain. So when we are hit with our own pain, then we have to realize that no one is responsible for our pain. All the pain is really is our own. The life just played it out for us. So remember I said last week that our life mirrors that which needs to be brought to love within ourselves. Okay? Of course, someone made you angry. Of course, there's always someone involved. That's how we, we people help each other see what's really inside of each one of us if we take that route. But most of the time, we don't take that route. We just get stuck in the, stuck in the blame game. And shifting the blame, passing the buck game. We just, we don't even want to deal with it. So, of course, there are people involved because that's, they are, that's how stuff inside of us gets stirred up. In isolation, nothing will get stirred up. So, we do need people. We do need people doing things and, you know, pressing our buttons, um, making us into who we are. That's called life. So when we are able to see our own pain and realizing and that our pain is our own responsibility our pain is not someone else for someone
1: else to see and heal and it is also that pain we
0: we look to quickly then fix we control the situation we try to control something we try to do something say something bring in another person so we can change the behavior of someone who we perceived brought us the pain that's again another illusion nobody can bring us pain until unless it was there to begin with they just help you see it the pain is yours the pain is very much yours. They just help. They just, they just open the door for you to see it. So thank them. Those pain in the butt people. Thank
2: you <laughs> <me> very much.
1: <laughs> okay. So
0: the pain is yours. It, you know, really, when we begin to take responsibility, okay, this is my pain. This is kind of my ship, my garbage. The word my, it helps you take responsibility and ownership. And it touches the heart. You open the heart. What is yours? You must love. And that's what we see. And immediately when we can do that, when you can really honestly take other people out of the equation, it's a humbling experience. It's an expansive experience. And that is how we find peace.
1: We never find peace. by thinking someone else needs to give it to us, so in just the under in the in
0: the awareness of it, you know, we need we move into the acceptance, and that's what we're going to go over. We're going to dive into that today. But that's where we have been, and that that's why we needed to understand what is what's going on in my life. So, understanding the pain and When we, there's a power in recognizing that we have what we, whatever we create, there's a power in recognizing that we have created something. It gives us the power to uncreate it. That power gives us the freedom. We really, we don't, we don't get freed by being at the mercy of others we are not free by being at the mercy of the circumstance okay we are not free by at the mercy of the weather things that are not in our control we are only free when we become in charge of our own making that's called true power So we don't need to control anything, anyone, have anyone be any different than exactly as they are. Just like we accept ourselves how we are, we accept others exactly, exactly how they are. In their actions, in their words, in their behavior. If we can love ourselves, if we can love our own darkness, we can love others. We can love others in their darkness.
1: Yeah, I have a question.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Before we move forward,
0: yeah.
1: Up until now, when you think about when I've been doing my work, thinking about my issues or what it is that is causing my fear and anxieties, that's that's one whole thing. But when you talk about um, when you talk about somebody making you angry or being angry, it's your own pain underneath, and they're mirroring you. How? say for instance Trump just because it's an easy target.
0: Target, yeah. Him doing certain things, saying certain things and causing so many problems for so many
2: people. Mm-hmm.
1: How is that your pain? When you get angry about that, how is that your pain? How do you maybe how do you figure out what pain it is or what is the issue that you can work on from being
2: angry at
1: Trump or whoever?
0: So the pain is not just, you know, underneath all of that we are connected with others. We don't even realize it. It's a pain of humanity as a whole. It's not your individual pain because it's, you when we go to the deeper source of who you are, one human isn't separate from you. It's a pain of humanity. It's a pain of people who are in pain because of his choices and his actions that he's making, it's the pain of those people. That is our own pain. That we feel sense. it. We feel that pain. And some, the reason why we feel that pain, somewhere in our lifetime, we have been there. We don't need to know it. We don't need to recognize it. We forget it. We've forgotten it. We are built to forget it. But somewhere underneath it all, there's a pain of just humanity. Because humanity's pain is your pain.
1: That is why. Because the heart only knows to unite. When
0: you feel... Somebody's actions, words are causing pain to another human beings. It may not be directly at you. You feel their pain because it
1: is really your pain. Because your heart cries. Your heart cries to to take that pain away.
0: Because fear of, what will I do if I was in that situation? We have the ability to feel. We actually have an enormous ability to feel deeply. We are. We have the enormous ability to be so sensitive and to really tune into the subtlety of what life and the world might be going through at this point. We are affected by it our mind is connected to the greater mind. Our hearts are connected always. That is why someone dies, we cry. Someone gets married, we cry. Because we see ourselves in it. Whether we're experiencing it directly or not, we see ourselves in
2: other people.
1: So other people's pain is our own pain. Good answer.
2: Makes total
1: sense. Yeah. So, so very good. Um, It's actually because we are so sensitive that we put a wall around our heart because we can't deal with it. It's too painful. We feel helpless, so we pretend we don't notice. We don't want to watch the news. I do that, because I can't handle it. It's too much, because I want to fix it. This is where we can do the work.
0: So when we want to fix, or we don't want to see that pain, understanding, first of all, mentally, that that pain is very much part of love. That in the realm of love, there is no difference between the victim and the perpetrator. In the dimensions of the heart, in the love, there is no difference between trump, And the public that he is hurting with his actions. In the realm of the heart, there's no difference between those people or criminals who have, you know,
1: shot people to death and those that have died. That's a huge deal. There is no difference. Because at
0: the nuclei of every being is love. And that's what we have done before. That's where we have been. By we see someone causing the pain and someone is pain, though that person that is causing the pain we
1: we put it in a category of bad, horrible, all kinds of negative, dark things. and for very good reason, of course but The point is not to understand who did wrong, who
0: was wrong done to. The bigger point is to heal. So those people who cause the pain, they can also heal. They wouldn't cause the pain unless they've experienced it within. They're living it out. So you want to heal in a way that includes them. Because if you don't include them, they'll continue to
1: cause more pain because they are also looking for acceptance. I don't mean to bring Trump. I mean, Trump, I have used Trump more times in my teaching than
0: I've ever used any president. Um, For that reason, I should be grateful to him. Mm For that reason alone, I should be grateful to him. So if we understand that everything is energy, please understand that his doings, he's also grabbed by negative energies that he does not know what to do with. Understand that somewhere in his psyche, he believes he's justified.
1: Somewhere in his psyche, he believes he is doing good for the world. We don't have to agree with that. But he believes that. And we can't mess with people's beliefs. So you have to open your
0: heart to that. There's not one Trump in the country, in the world. There are many Trumps. Whatever we see in the Trump is somewhere in there. We have judged
1: ourselves for the same behavior. We have judged ourselves for the same behavior. When I say ourselves, could be you
0: individually. Could you have been, you know, attached to something or someone else prior lifetimes? It is not possible for us to not have done the same thing that he has done. If we had not, none of us had done that, it wouldn't be showing up in the world. So it's not about separating, you did this, I did this. It's about looking at humanity as a whole. There is no way that we would be experiencing in the world what we are experiencing, unless somewhere in our lifetimes we have not done the same and not accepted and
1: opened our heart to it. Energetically, it is not possible. So understand that. Understand that, that he's bringing out, he's circulating,
0: he's circling the energies, the negative dark energies that are seeking to find freedom. Remember, darkness needs to be brought to love for it to go away. But what we do, naturally, what we want to do is put the darkness away and label it as dark. Never go near it. Never look at it and be on the opposite side of it, thinking that we're just all light. How can, you be, how can we be all light when
1: we separate the darkness away from ourselves? We cannot be. Darkness is very much a part of light.
0: That's where we expand our heart open and include the darkness in it because it is part of us. Why
1: is it a part of us? Because it's happening here right in front of you. You don't have to understand it, which lifetime, what. You you have to accept it,
0: that you are here with the darkness around you. If you don't like it, open your heart to it and bring it to light.
1: You can't run away from it because it will repeat. It will circle. It will repeat in some areas of our life. So this dark energy
0: is needing freedom. It keeps circling. It's like, come on, come on. Am I like, do I not deserve love? Do I not
1: deserve acceptance? Of course it does. It's creation. Darkness is creation. It's part of creation. Darkness is lack of light. How do we get rid of darkness? We don't beat it to death. We turn the light switch on. How do we turn the light switch on? We open our heart. Invite the darkness in. And it's a very difficult concept. We know it. We have
0: always known it somewhere in our head. But we don't know what it means in experience of it. So this is how we expand the consciousness within ourselves. We don't expand consciousness, but just by you know meditating and expanding the mind. And we feel the expansion, the whole universe all the kitten and everything is in, everyone is in,
1: no one is left behind. Nothing is left behind. This is how we become whole. Otherwise, we're just fragmented. We're separate from this, we're
0: separate from that. We have to unite with all of that.
1: It doesn't mean you have to be friends with Trump. It's not about the person is the energy. So anytime something flares you up, and it
0: will, it should, part of life, something angers you, something pains you, something is disgusting, something is just wrong.
1: It is all of that. So what? What are you going to do about it? You can't hide from it. It doesn't matter how we categorize it in our head. What matters is that if we don't want
0: this happening in the world around us, in our life, we have to open our heart
2: to it.
1: The deepest pain gives us the biggest potential for deepest love. Our deepest pain is the biggest catalyst for the deepest love. So on that thought, wherever you're
0: sitting, go ahead and just allow your arms to expand in how whichever direction it comes. Close your eyes,
1: take a few deep breaths and breathe into the heart. Allow the heart to expand in in all the directions that you
0: can imagine. In each direction, um, whatever people, events, places, things come to mind that have caused you pain in any way, shape or form,
1: all that and those that you have judged. Reach out. Expand the heart. Extend the love. All of those things that I just mentioned and include them into your heart. You know, those people and things when we think about make you cringe that give you a bad taste in your mouth, that makes you want to hide away from them, resist them, open your heart to them. Show them your love. Include them in your heart. So visualize. If you've ever
0: you know, been good at visualization, be grateful that you have that gift because visualizing will take the mental, the consciousness to that area of the heart. As you begin to dig deep into it and expand,
1: you will notice sensations in the heart. So continue. And understand the people are just playing the part because that's what they're here to do. It's the energies that they represent. Keep opening your heart as wide as you can. There's no, there's unbounded quality to the heart, because that's where the love the expansion comes in. And notice what comes up as you're trying to do that. Notice the resistance.
0: Notice the bad taste. Notice the desire to kind of have an attitude about it. Notice the judgment.
1: Notice wanting to separate those bad things and bad people away from you. Accept that.
0: So if you feel resistance and fear and all judgment come up, accept that. Understand that that is yours. Take responsibility for it. Feel it. Expand the heart around it. Expand that in one flow of love. Let that, what you don't like, become part of love because that's the only way it will go
1: away. That's the only way it'll be free. You don't want darkness outside? Pull it into your heart. Expand it into love. When your heart is filled with love,
0: the darkness outside will disappear. There you go. You got what you wanted.
1: Breathe a little more. Expand a little more. Keep expanding, breathing,
0: visualize, reach out in all the directions. There's a
1: lots of heart and love needed in the world. You have it. Don't hold back. When you're doing that, allow the heavens, God, the love for the infinite come through you. Let it come through you so you become the conduit of love. Flow love to everything and anything. And gently you can relax, lower your arms. Notice the experience. So this how you feel, and anything that came up for anybody, any questions? So if nothing, I'm going to, very
0: fitting, I'm going to read you something. Um, This is from the book called Letting Go by Dr. Hawkins, The Pathway of Surrender. Quite interesting. Um, So I'm just going to read it and you just listen. It says, by continual surrender, we experience the state of unconditional love which is rare and occurs in only 0.04% of the population. This energy is miraculous, inclusive, non-selective, transformative, unlimited, effortless, radiant, devotional, saintly, diffuse, merciful, and selfless. It is characterized by inner joy, faith, ecstasy, Patience, compassion, persistence, essence, beauty, synchronicity, perfection, surrender, rapture, vision, and openness. We relinquish seeing the personal self as a casual
1: agent. Everything happens effortlessly by synchronicity. Um... So another line that was really fitting here. We may dance with ecstasy
0: all night in a candlelight chapel as if being danced by the source of life itself. In that state, the inner perfection and stunning beauty of all that exists shines forth like a luminous radiance as the infusion of spiritual energy facilitates the transfiguration from perception to vision. Perception is mind-oriented. Vision is heart-oriented.
1: From the linear to the non-linear. From the limited to the unlimited. And... um, Out of humility,
0: all opinions about others are surrendered. In a <clears throat> way, nobody can help being other than what they are. Love knows this truth and takes no position. Love arguments the positive about others rather than their defects. It focuses on life's goodness in all of its expressions. Unconditional love is a love that doesn't expect anything from others. When we have Become loving, we have no limitations or demands on others that they should be a certain way in order to be loved. We love them no matter what and how they are, even if they are obnoxious. We feel sorry for the criminals that they saw a life of crime to be their best option. There's something about, he writes about, um, I'm trying to find that, Hitler, there it is. On the level of unconditional love, we love everybody and everything, even Hitler. We look at him as a person who was taken over by negative energies and we are willing to forgive Hitler who could not help what happened to him. He was overcome by evil. Instead of hating evil, we feel sorrow and compassion that people have become overwhelmed by such negativity. Hitler did what he thought he was required to do by honor. That was his contextualization at that time. He was captured by certain ideals and beliefs current in his time. Even with Hitler, then, we can see that he was dedicated and he thought he was being of service in what he did. In World War II, the Kamikaze pilots were doing, the Kamikaze pilots were doing what they thought they should be doing for the country. And even though they were trying to bomb and kill us, it isn't necessary to hate them. We can respect their willingness to give up their life for their country. We can see that everybody who violates the law of love is really a victim of some societal belief system or the pressures of the
1: time. How's that for Mm extension? So that is what we are capable of doing.
0: But we get lost in our mental judgments and um, our beliefs about things. You
1: know, we, we um, judge others for what they believe. We believe some things too. Do we judge ourselves? So really in judging others, we are judging ourselves. We just don't realize it. It is very difficult to see ourselves. It's
0: designed that way. We need to continue to cultivate the ability to see beyond and ask questions.
1: Not take your emotions at face value, but be able to sit with them Give them the freedom to change and show you what's really going on underneath. Clear as mud? <laughs> so again, you know, this is, this is big. What can we say about that? Nothing because it gives
0: us a lot to think about, a lot to know how to
1: be, how we can expand. It's not to think, it's more to feel. you had us opening our hearts, and inviting everything in. Uh-huh. So we'd go from one thing to
0: the other and after thinking about it, it was, Minimized
1: Mm everything. I would think about one thing. Oh yeah, just makes me so crazy. Work or whatever. it all in, Mm -hmm. really understand what I'm
0: doing
2: there, Mm -hmm. and just opening my heart to it. Mm -hmm. But it would minimize things. It just it
0: takes the intensity away. Yeah. When it takes the intensity away, you can actually Mm -hmm. see the situation for what it is. Yeah. When we are plagued with intensity and such uh, strong opinions of how something should be, we can't see beyond it. So it's the same intensity that we actually dislike in others, but we're being the same way about it. Mm -hmm. So we can't, you know, the the space is taken by this, Mm -hmm. this illusionary intensity making you think, making the mind think, this is it because I'm so right. It feels right in your mental dialogue. Maybe it is right, but we're not worried about right and wrong. We want freedom. (laughs) Freedom isn't categorizing things right and wrong. Get over that. Freedom is in acceptance. Freedom is in opening your heart
1: to all that is. Not be limited by what the mind thinks right and wrong is it's much bigger than that yeah sounds good yes okay so um you know in the acceptance of things
0: is when the resistance and the fear and the judgment and holding on comes and so like i said none of this work is a one shot deal it works in layers when we allow one energy to work itself through other and the layer another layer comes up okay cuz we have to remember that We have stored this type of energy, our lifetimes and prior lifetimes. So every
1: situation, although the same concept, will look different. Will look
0: different and we might get fooled again by getting into the head. Because remember the ego is waiting it's like, oh, I've got another opportunity I'm going to mess you over again coming over." so and, and we and we go into the head and we start again with mentally
1: working it only to get a headache, get more intense, get really pissed off
0: and not knowing how to deal with this so we just don't want to talk about it
1: anymore we're done been there we've all been there the reason why i can talk so honestly and openly with you because i've been there
0: that's why this stuff makes sense to me otherwise it wouldn't i'm a a chosen
1: candidate for a reason (laughs) it's not by accident so it looks different but and again, in the, in the middle of difficulty, our ego again comes in and, and we, we want relief. We want to be done with that. But again and
0: again, realizing, recognizing that there's something in there for you. There's something, you know how the mind likes to chew on something? There's something there to chew on for you. Have patience and kindness. Sit with it. I promise you it'll change if you don't push it aside. When it changes, another layer erupts. More expansion happens. You feel freedom like you've never felt
1: before. And another layer will come up. This doesn't end it just gets better. Okay. So questions so far. We're all good. Okay. Um, So I do want to talk about the guilt and the shame because it's so common. It's a common crutch. That's what it is, actually. Are you all good with that?
3: I feel kind of bad about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're a comedian,
1: you. Bring it on, Nina. Bring it on. So... So this is what I think and since you're here to hear about what I think (laughs) I'll (laughs) go first you know just like I mentioned that our pain is just ours and pain is guised by anger or covered by anger And when we
0: are in pain, we will find, we will try to find, we frantically sometimes try to make it go away. And that's one of the reasons there's um, so much addiction in the world. Addiction isn't that, you know, whatever somebody is addicted to, that is actually a solution. It's not a good solution. But nonetheless, people are seeking solution. They're seeking
1: relief from their pain. So, addiction temporarily gives them that relief. So, a lot of the pain, most of actually the pain, it isn't what you think it is. So when we think about pain, we think about painful situations that we have encountered in our life. And we think about, you know, people who have caused us that pain.
0: So right here is when we again get stuck in the separation.
1: We are the victim. They are the perpetrator. And we vow to never speak to those people
0: again. We shut them out of our lives. We move away from
1: them. We separate ourselves from them so they can never hurt us again. This is where the trap is. When we do that, the pain repeats. It would be nice if, you know,
0: we figured out a few people who caused this pain, we tuck them away, we never see them again, bingo.
1: You're never in pain again. Does that ever happen?
2: <laughs>
1: it doesn't happen because it's not the people. <laughs> Just like you
0: are working with the energies that you are working with, those people are also working with the energies
1: they are working with. Not everybody is, you know, has access to this information. So there's really, uh, you know, very humbling and
0: gratitude for that. This information is even available to us
1: so we can end the suffering, at least for ourselves. So how do we get over that trap when um, we think it's, that the pain is caused by X, Y, and Z
0: and we're going to move away from X, Y, and Z. We're going to shut out. We're going to somehow control life so it never, ever happens again. Nobody will ever, ever hurt us again. So what we do is we, we cover ourselves up. And actually, there's a term for it. it is called the heart wall. So in my practice, I've heard these things. I, I don't feel anything. Or
1: um, like I feel like it's always winter in my heart.
0: Like the spring never happens. Things never sprout. I don't feel anything. I don't, what are you talking about? Where is the heart? Okay. And that is how we shut down because the pain is so severe that we, it's a defense mechanism and it has a purpose. We are created to have it, but it's only for a certain time period. It's temporary. It's like
1: a painkiller. So because we don't know that we can forever be stuck in it. So where am I going with that? So that heart wall, the wall
0: that we create around the source of love within ourselves,
1: that wall is made up of fear, guilt, shame judgment all this wonderful stuff resistance
0: holding on to holding on to our beliefs about something holding on to our assumptions about others only looking at what's in front of us rather
1: than looking into it, beyond it, underneath it, above it. So when we drop into
0: the heart and we begin to start to access it, it's difficult to access it if there's a heart wall around it. It's difficult for those two reasons. One is difficult because there is a wall around it. The second is reason because we're not trained in subtle perception. We're not trained in knowing how to feel things that are really subtle. We We are mental people. We're in the head. We want right and wrong. We want categories. We want it clearly labeled. We want a problem, we want a solution, and we want all of that. That's where we have been. We don't know how to read the signals from our heart. We don't know how to make sense of what we're feeling. We don't even know how to tune into if we are feeling something. So, and the way of doing it and just practicing, and there it will be. Going into the very subtle, subtle sense. Breathing into the heart, taking the consciousness, the mind, thinking about the heart means if you are taking the consciousness into the heart, wherever the consciousness goes, energy flows, then energy flows, things begin to sprout, okay, energy is the life force energy so
1: um one of the biggest makers of the heart wall is um guilt and shame. So I said that guilt and shame are made by our mind.
0: It's because um, mind does a lot of things in a way to kind of keep us subdued, keep us comfortable, keep us at status quo. That's the ego's task. Mind, ego, same thing. So there's deep inside, we feel something, deep inside we know what we feel, but societal conditioning tells us it we should feel something else, or we should be someone else. So there's a gap between what we really are and what we really feel between what we should be. So the gap between what is and what should be, what could be is covered by guilt and shame. That's how we even the score. This is how I should be, but this is how I am, but I'm guilty about it, so leave me alone. Very common thing is when people are, I really should be eating healthy, but I ate a, you know, two pieces of cake yesterday, but I feel so guilty about it. Now the topic is done. We're done, right? We're even. So... What I should, you know, I, n- no cake equals wanting cake plus guilt and shame. The equation is even. You get my point? So when the equation is even, nothing is now uncomfortable. Nothing needs to be looked at because nothing is stirred up. We just, we caked it up. <laughs> and there we go on our merry way. So that becomes the pattern. So this is made up by the mind. So guilt and shame is a construct that's made up by the mind to keep us safe, to keep us thinking we are safe, to to avoid the punishment, to self-punish so no one else punishes us. Because we really have difficulty speaking our truth. Because we're careful, we have difficulty speaking about the truth of what we believe about the politics in public. And you should be, unless you, you know, unless you're really brave enough to, and intelligent enough to have an intelligent conversation and be in it. Otherwise,
1: you don't, you don't want to go there because you don't want to tackle that. So you get away. So. Again, this was a mental equation. The guilt
0: and shame was. In the heart, heart does not know what that is. Heart only knows love. Heart is very simple. Heart does not judge. It does not judge. Heart does not judge if it is, you know, somebody believes in Jesus. Somebody believes in Allah. Somebody believes in Krishna. Heart doesn't care. It's a mind says, oh, remember? Remember these people who believe in Allah? Look, look what they did. These are these Muslim people. They did this, 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 and this. Therefore, that's all that. Heart doesn't care. Heart doesn't even know. It's the mind stuff. So we have to understand what's coming from the mind. And that is the task, is to gently coax the mind in the direction of the heart. We want to operate the mind from the heart. Mind is important, but
1: it can't run the show. I'm not saying that suppose we do something wrong. We hurt somebody.
0: And, you know, we may regret it two days later. Oh, I made that statement or I made that comment and I think I hurt that, their feelings. So there's a guilt about that. Go ahead and do something about it, truly from your heart. Go embrace that person. Go embrace, first of all, your own imperfection. That you can make mistakes, that you do do dumb things, that you do say strange things sometimes, that you do not think all the time before you say something, that you do end up hurting somebody. Accept your own imperfections. When you can accept that from the heart, you go embrace
1: that person and say, apologize. Sure. But we're talking about the the guilt and shame that stays with, that becomes a pattern
0: in our life. We're guilty, 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 guilty. This is our running theme, or just always guilty. Guilty, I'm guilty. I'm guilty already, leave me alone. I know, I know I behave really badly. I feel so guilty about it. I can't help myself. I'm just stupid. No, we do that all the time. It, It becomes a running theme. So it becomes a way of being. And what happens when we believe that one time, the life will continue,
1: the experience will continue to repeat where the guilt will be right in front of you because it's inside of you
0: what happens guilty people make other people feel guilty because sometimes the guilt gets to be so much that
1: I'm going to start you know that I can't handle it I'm going to start blaming it on you you did that it was your fault it was because of you why should I be guilty I don't know you
0: tell me Just saying that doesn't take the guilt away. That's why you're fighting with it, because you're not accepting that this has become your running theme. So guilty people make other people feel guilty. So what are we doing? And we can stay in this stuff lifetimes. Many people do. We did too. That's why we're here. (laughs) Somewhere along the line, we've done all of this. That's why we're here. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it. So. It's, again, this is a new way of love, which is full spectrum, which is all-inclusive, which is we are, we are understanding more and more our making. We're understanding the subconscious. We're understanding the role of the mind. We're understanding the role of the ego. We're understanding the profound instrument the heart is.
1: We're understanding that the end of suffering lies in expanding our heart.
0: We have heard it over and over again, you know, follow your heart. We don't understand what that means. Because the reason why it said follow your heart, because your heart has the answers. It just doesn't have the answers to, you know, what you should do next in your life. It has the answers to world
1: suffering. It has the answers to our own suffering. So when we catch
0: ourselves kind of filling in an equation with guilt and shame,
1: understand that ego is at play. Have the guts to own up who you are.
0: Because who we really are is, is this magnificent
1: wellspring of nothing but pure consciousness or love, same thing. Questions? So let's do a little um, exercise. Mm-hmm.
0: So just one more thing on guilt and shame. It's a, it's a really uh, funny thing that guilt, guilt takes our self-worth away.
1: guilt tell us that we get exactly what we deserve because we're not worthy for more. Shame same thing. Okay, so that's it's all tied in together. So let's go ahead and close our eyes. So again, you know, tune into your life where what's, what's coming up for you to
0: resolve. Where your attention is that is coming up
1: for you, that that's, there's a discomfort there, there's a discord there. So we worked on, you know, what is. That's the same thing as acceptance, but acceptance is a little deeper than that. So can you open your heart to accept the what is exactly as it is? Not needing it to change in any way. Not giving it a different name to make it sound better. And again, in accepting it, many things will come up. Fear will come up resistance will come up, pain will come up because you really desire for it to be different. Any guilt or shame attached to it? So, the what is in accepting of it, any blame? Did I create this? Your self-worth, you'll begin to question, am I not worthy of more? whatever comes up whatever it is that you feel feel it completely in your heart accept it because it's yours acknowledge that it is there acknowledge that it is yours then expand it in your heart, expanded in the flow of love. If it's too painful, you again, step into the heart of the heavens. Step into the heart of God. Allow that greater flow of love to assist you in bringing all of that into your heart and into one flow of love. So when you feel yourself in that one
0: flow of love, notice how you are no longer looking from love from the outside in you're not separate from love all of the energies of fear resistance shame blame guilt lack of self self self-worth they are as much a part of you and they are as much a part of love as love itself.
1: So you open your heart to it and give these energies freedom. Let go. Let go of what it should be, what it could be, what you want.
0: What we truly want is love. And there it is right in your heart. We just think that something or someone on the outside is going to do something to make us feel complete, to make us feel that
1: love. We all know that doesn't happen. So you are what you are looking for.
0: You are
1: what you are looking for.
0: Coincidentally, when you find the love deep in your heart, your life will begin to mirror that.
1: You just have to trust the timing and trust that it will be so.
0: And also coincidentally, when we fill ourselves with love this way, it really doesn't matter.
1: It really doesn't matter when it shows up, how it shows up. That's how we affect change from the inside out. So this is the holistic view of love, which includes everything. Keep expanding the heart, go deep,
0: don't be afraid. If you are afraid, embrace that, open your heart to that fear. So there's, it's possible that when you're doing this work, there's love flowing in one direction and there's resistance and fear.
1: That's okay, let them all both flow together. Keep going deep into the pain of what
0: is. Obviously that's what is coming up to dissolve.
1: Because that's what's needing your love and acceptance. So continue to be there while I read you another paragraph from the same book.
0: So in that state of love, the unconditional love is unconditional because you love all of it. The miraculous is common. What is termed supernatural is seen seen to occur all of the time and inexplicable by reason, logic, or cause and effect. It is clear that no person performs miracles. They occur spontaneously on their own when conditions are appropriate. The development of a spiritual ego is avoided by the realization that the phenomena are a gift from beyond our personal self. We are only the channels of love, not its origin. Spiritual progress is known to be the result of grace, not the result of our own personal endeavors. Gratitude for the state replaces pride of accomplishment. The process of surrender continues even more deeply as we let go of all doubt, all belief systems, all perceptions, all positions, all opinions, and all attachments. We become willing to surrender all attachments, even attachment to the exquisite state of ecstasy, which is beyond description. Out of humility, all opinions about others are surrendered. In a certain way, nobody can help being other than what
1: they are. Love knows this truth and takes no position.
0: When love is unconditional, there's no attachment, expectation, hidden agenda, or bookkeeping of who goes, who gives what to whom. Our love is unconditional for whatever we are and whatever they are. It's given without requirements, no strings are attached. We don't expect anything back when giving. We have surrendered all conscious and unconscious expectations of the other person.
1: Love opens the heart. Instead of perception, which perceives, the heart
0: knows. The mind thinks and argues but the heart knows and continues so even when people make mistakes we love them gosh tell us one thing but the heart tells us something else the mind can be critical and disagree but the heart is loving no matter what the heart
1: doesn't put any conditions on what's out there only the mind does that love makes no demands Go ahead. And uh, if you feel comfortable, just to open your eyes. How are you guys feeling? Both? Both? Yeah that's how it is you feel full you don't need anything you can only give lisa and claire how are you doing um feeling calm um and hopeful hopeful good yeah um It was nice to feel it. I don't know what, what
3: feeling to call it. Yeah. definitely different, and so that brings me hope.
0: Yeah, it's like a possibility.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like
0: things are just a little stir. hmm Okay. Good.
1: All good. Whatever you feel is what you feel. Very good. Any questions? I uh, mean, I was kind of thinking about this—the uh, idea that what keeps coming up for us is
4: something that's just uh, when we have an experience and we have an emotion, and we—and then it early on in our lives, and then it comes up again, and it comes up and again, and it's because we haven't
1: resolved something in ourselves, and. Um, I was, when you asked us to kind of think about an event or something, something came up for
4: me having to do with my siblings, um,
1: and I'm wondering, and the guilt and the shame, and I'm wondering when the... when we are the recipient of somebody
4: else's. So when somebody accuses us of doing them wrong,
2: Mm -hmm.
4: so, or causing them the pain, right? So they say to us, you made me angry or,
1: or whatever it is. Uh, What am I trying to say? So I, it's an, easy place to go then is shoot I didn't mean
4: to do that I feel badly that that happened what did I do
1: how could I have done something differently and we get caught up in that loop right and so Mm -hmm. I think it's all related to I mean
4: I I'm just kind of it's, it's all I don't know. I
1: don't feel, I, I don't feel hopeful. I just kind of feel confused, confused. Huh? Okay. So, um, so it's like
0: when we are, we are on the other end, we are blamed
1: uh-huh.
0: when we are blamed for something. So many things can trigger when we are blamed for something. The first quick trigger, quick response is we want to justify and push that blame away.
4: Or if our default is to take it on, then we take it on immediately. Or yeah, or
0: the default is we feel it, it touches our lack of self-worth.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm just not good enough. I, I keep hurting this person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sometimes the pain of it is so much that we lash out and we hurt them back. Another response is total avoidance. Because we just hide. We're guilty. We feel guilty about what we have done, what we have been blamed that we have done. We feel nobody understands us. So we hide
1: out. We don't don't know what to do. We hide. We avoid. So first, um,
0: if you are, if we tend to take it on, it's because there is a gap there. If it's because there's that energy
1: there that sees, yeah, there you go. You do it again. You hurt people. You're full of blah, blah, blah. You're just not a good person. Nobody likes you. Because you cause pain. So it
0: hits at the very core of who we believe we are.
1: So what it is, is the self-worth. When the belief is that I really am not a good person,
0: Look at how am I not a good person. These three siblings over there are telling me I'm not. So I'm, I have believed that what I have been told about me, that I am a bad person. Because that energy of self, lack of self-worth is there, the siblings continuously keep coming at you to reinforce it. They are the other end of the energy. So it's recognizing that our, our worth is not in doing everything right. We're not more worthy because we do everything right. And we are not less worthy because we are just a bigger screwball that
1: there is. Worthiness has nothing to do with what we do. Human life is is a life full of errors and mistakes. It's life is a practice. So in doing the life, we do a lot of wrong things. We hurt people. We do bad things. But our self-worth is not attached to that although in our normal
0: you know functional life we are very quick to call somebody you know you piece of shit because of you did that so we believe that what we do defines our worthiness that's human that's humanly imposed worthiness that's humanly
1: explanation or a mental construct of worthiness.
0: We want to drop back into the true worthiness which is God
1: given. The fact that you are in the human form and brought into this planet is all that is needed for you to feel worthy. these experiences continue to happen because the creator is beckoning you
0: to recognize your worth. Worthy people make mistakes. Worthy people do a
1: lot of wrong things. They do wrong things. They're not unworthy. Trump does a lot of wrong things.
0: He's not unworthy. Because when God created him, he created him with the same consciousness, same love that he created you and I. So the worthiness, we have to look beyond what's, what's defined by us humans. We have to look beyond what's God-given. Worthiness is God-given. God believes you are worthy enough to be in this human life and evolve. You will make mistakes. You will hurt people. That does not take your worthiness away. So the reason why this, you have taken this on, you are in this, you know, there's a cyclical energy going on between you and your siblings. Somebody's got to change the dance and that somebody is going to be you.
1: So let's do this um, quick little exercise. Close your eyes wherever you are. Just take a couple of deep breaths in your body. And slowly rest your mind right in the center of your solar
0: plexus. That's our third chakra.
1: That has to do with our sense of self-worth. Go right in the center there and just take a quick minute to notice how
0: it feels to be there.
1: Does it feel cold, warm, damp, sluggish, clouded, grayish, or does
0: it feel very clear? Open or a
1: combination of that too, or none of the above, or just feel what it is that you feel. So now I want you to think about the element fire. So bringing that the quality of fire, which is warmth, bringing that warmth into the center of your solar plexus. With each breath, kind of allow
0: that little flame to be very clearly present there.
1: So fake it till you make it, visualize it, pretend it. Feel the warmth in that space. Now notice there's a front of the
0: ribcage and there's a back of the ribcage. So if you tend to be kind of hunched forward, go ahead and just gently lift it up. And imagine at the back of the ribcage, there is the heaven's hand,
1: warm hand, godly hand, right on the back ribcage. And through that hand, the light or the warmth is
0: coming through. And you can just gently lean
1: into that hand, trusting that it's going to be there. Allow that hand to remind you and reassure you that you are worthy. You are divinely worthy that you are good enough. Meditate on that, breathe into that, lean into that, surrender to that. Allow that flame, that, that the warmth in the center of your ribcage to just warm you up. You are worthy, you're sent into this planet to do something, to make a difference. And this is the way to
0: continuously, when you begin to notice that, that you have
1: taken that role on, is to change the pattern by
0: giving yourself an experience of what it feels to be worthy. What does worthiness feel to you?
1: What does it feel like in your body? How does the heart respond? How does the mind respond? And simultaneously, you open your heart to your feeling of unworthy. It's that feeling that's requiring your love and your acceptance. Allow the open arms of heaven, God, the Divine Mother and Father. Allow the open arms to remind you that you are loved and worthy. Surrender to that love. Allow that love to fill your heart. Allow that reassurance to fill you with warmth. Continue continue to go deep, as deep as you like. Continue to feel as deeply as you can. And let that energy of lack of self-worth find acceptance into your heart. Find freedom in your heart. And by repeating just what we did now, by repeating it as many times as you like, is when you will break that cycle. When your inside is filled with
0: worthiness, that cyclical energy that's going
1: between you and your siblings will will break. As it it changes in you, it'll change in them. Right now, there's a Velcro that you have. So it attaches. So we want to get rid of the Velcro. Show that energy of lack of self-worth. Show it love. Give it your acceptance. Give it your love. Let it flow in the one flow of love in your heart. Accept it as yours. And show it love. continue to go deeper still. And you may gently open your eyes. How are you feeling? Um, good, I feel good. Thank you very much. Um, I feel, uh, yeah, that was just a good reminder, but
2: <laughs> excellent exercise. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you just, it's just this, maybe you do it every time it comes up. Don't hide away from it. Yeah. Every time it comes up, it's an opportunity to do just that, just what we did. Mm-hmm and keep freeing
1: that energy, and it'll change. Okay. Okay? Uh-huh. Thank you, Lisa. That helped me, too.
3: Yeah, me, too. i fear
1: hearing
2: anxiety, just in that soft voice of, of my own. I don't know else telling me, but yeah. I think that helped me, too. Mm-hmm
0: yeah all of us were given a, of you know at least a dollop of lack of self-worth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all got a serving of it yeah yeah right and then we keep you know we're like why the heck this keeps on happening mm-hmm. it's because it's very
1: deep yeah it's, it's very deep. It's very, uh, it's disguised. Yeah. There
0: was, you know, something comes to my mind and I'll share with you. I, there was some 10, 11 years ago, we were, again, we had a meditation retreat here in my studio with all the Ayurveda colleagues and my teacher. We meditated for five days. It was quite an experience and Something something happened and my teacher saw that and he said, You have you know you have third chakra issues which is lack of self-worth and I thought and I totally dismissed
1: him. And I thought, Why in the world would I have that? Look what I have accomplished, look how I feel,
0: look you know, it's like I, I never think of that often. I never think that of me, but it's and now it's it's actually it's it's hidden from us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not something we are aware of. It's in the subconscious. We have to kind of look for it mm-hmm. and understand how to recognize the energy of it. Mm.
2: It's,
1: it's I what I realized that. it actually changes how we are with people. So just to, you know, um, Claire, I made a comment
0: in our one-to-one session. I'm just not the details, but just the gist of it was,
1: who are you to help her? You remember that comment, correct? You do indeed. Yes, so it's right
0: there. It takes confidence to, it takes confidence and self-worth to
1: take a position in a relationship. When we don't feel worthy,
0: we don't take a position because we feel who are we the other person doesn't really know know us or they think that we're good enough to take a position. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's very convoluted. It's
1: very subtle, but that's what it is.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That's really what it is. It took me a while to see that because it's so well hidden. But our worthiness is very much attached. To that. Because on the outer living of it, we don't see our lack of self worth.
0: We don't think that way about ourselves. But it's very hidden, it's in the subconscious, and we don't even have to understand where it came from. It was given to us, it was a dosage. Everybody got it. We got it from prior life, we got it from wherever. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's another a little a story that I'll tell you is, you know, I, I asked them, and I'm like, why? Why does everybody have that? Here was an explanation of one of my teachers. She said, when we are in our mother's womb, um, it's a dark and warm and secure. Everything is provided for us. We are just loving it. And then when we are born, what does the you know, child does when he or she is born? They scream. Because the cord is cut they're like oh my god why did you do that <laughs> why did you do that i was fine here why would you why would you separate me from all the love and the comfort that i could possibly get and i had no worries why would you separate me from that why would you separate me from my creator so it thinks it must be my fault hmm everything was good until i must have done something to screw it up that it got taken away from me so
1: right there we are not good enough and we struggle with it all our life Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know and
0: that's actually one of the things that can really drives people's accomplishments because they're thinking okay maybe you will notice me now Mm the same thing with trump he's a He's a businessman. He's a very rich man. Nobody pays attention. He goes, Well, when I run the country and make America great again, will you notice me then? Mm -hmm. Come on. Will you notice me, people? Notice me. I'm a big guy now. Mm -hmm. Right? And, And so we spent our entire life, and some of it is very useful in that trying to get other people's approval, we can accomplish a lot. But, you know, again, Accomplishments are one thing, feeling peace and joy and love is another. You know, we are not trying to collect medals. Because on the last day of our life here, it's really not going to be a big deal. The medals are going to be burned or buried or thrown in trash. No one cares.
1: What the big deal is, is the heart. Who we are. So that's at the core of every human being. Lack of
0: self-worth. The ego mm-hmm. said, yep, your fault. Moron, you did it. Look what you did. Everything you had and you had to go and screw it up. You had to be born and screw everything up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and we think, yep, my fault. And we we very quickly take that on.
3: Well, that was encouraged, Mina, with the exercise too, because as you've described it so aptly, as far as it's hard for us to see and to recognize, and it's so convoluted and, and, and connected to so many aspects of who I am. But for me, the hopefulness was the tears came quickly, during this exercise, when you just simply invited us to to feel those hands of light behind us,
2: mm-hmm.
3: supporting us, and and um, in, uh, engendering some trust that mm-hmm. there is love and support there for you, and that just happened in a millisecond. Um, so it's just so interesting. I mean, not that, yeah, not that I think oh yeah okay I got that now but that it's just so readily it was so readily accessible that the sadness and the the sense of of oh this is different and potentially profound
1: yeah yeah and it's not you know we're not this is uh this
0: is endless work we're not again we're not trying to achieve it we're not we're not trying to it's not a course like that. Right. We are trying to, what we are really doing is healing and healing our heart, is expanding our heart so we have an expanded version of who we are because that's going to not only benefit us, it's going to benefit those around us. And really like this, what I read in that book is we are,
1: We are the conduits of love. We're not creators of it. The origin of love is in the
0: heavens, is with the consciousness. We can become a channel through which that love can
1: flow to everything around us and in us. it's um it's so interesting that it's not interesting it's meant
4: to be a conversation that i had with my sister yesterday was exactly about this exact topic and she is my oldest my oldest sister and she's struggling with her own versions of self-doubt and so she posted a question to our sisters group about why do we all why do us hes girls have such deep self-doubt issues, and then she didn't like that I didn't respond with an answer.
1: <laughs> and
4: so she got angry with me, and she called me, and she said, I'm really angry at you. I'm really angry that you don't tell me what your memories were, and that, and that you can't help me with this. She was truly angry at me. And so then I just said, I'm, I'm sorry, Karen. I'm sorry that I don't, I'm not, and that, that I'm not helping you. And, I, and then I hung up the phone and then I had that self
0: blame. Sh- like, Oh my God, I yeah. didn't, hear her. Yeah.
4: yeah. And it just, it's so interesting. <laughs> stop
3: it, people.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, she really, really demonstrated when she's in pain, when we are in pain. We want a quick answer. Yeah. yeah. We want somebody to hurry up and take that pain away from us. Yeah. So that's where the anger came from. What it really is, is pain. Yeah. And again, this is such a loaded um, topic. Yeah. That yeah. It's not an answer that anyone has. Yes. It's an answer only that person has.
4: Yeah, exactly. So I guess the answer for me and for her in this situation is for me to just you know to do that exercise that you just did and send her just send mm-hmm. her love and know that this is her work and it's my work and nothing i could have said would have helped take her pain away because she has to find a way to yeah. be yeah. and you
0: may you know whatever you learn here you may at some point when she's ready share it with her so she can have um, some tools to think about it a little differently Uh uh-huh and you know like you said the exact topic that you were talking about with your sister like when initially when Cindy had that question how the heck you know what Trump is doing wrong how is that my pain so I said you you know we are connected humanity's pain is very much our pain because we're human. And this is how, this is not a coincidence that she brought that on. Mm -hmm. You talked about it. And that because we, you know, our thoughts and feelings are not just our own. It's energy. Mm -hmm. We are part and parcel of this collective human race and collective energy. We pick up. And it's not, it's really so true because I can tell you in my practice that same day I could have like five clients it's the same thing (laughs) same topic that keeps coming up I'm like wow it never fails it never fails I'm amazed I'm thinking you guys should come together (laughs) but it's different stories so it's it, it there's a it we don't know we are susceptible to all of this so much. We don't know that. We think there's a different reason. We don't know that we pick up energy. Mm-hmm. We try to explain it with the mind that there's a reason. We don't have to know the reason. We okay. pick up, we energetically, we pick up energy. So we don't, we don't have to understand it. Why? We have to understand that we do. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: yeah. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think that we have a lot of good tools to untangle the mess that we have created. <laughs> we can untangle it. It's simple, actually. It's simple. It's not easy. It's just simple.
1: It's a... Uh, It's simple in the sense that, ah, you can let your mind rest. Don't figure it out so much. It feels hard to me. It feels
2: simple.
1: It feels hard, yeah. Mm -hmm. It feels hard because,
0: um, first of all, it's subtle work. Open the heart, open the heart, and you're like, you're looking for some a feeling in a big way that's very easy to distinguish. But you don't feel it in that way. You keep doing it and you're like, is something happening or something not happening? You can't see the result. But the result is the proof is in the pudding. The feeling of fullness. The intensity has gone. Mm Being able to go to sleep—that's the—that's 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 the result of it.
1: And more and more little things, there while becoming aware.
0: Of it. Yeah, and all expanding your awareness exactly. And you're expanding that awareness not by thinking about it in your head, by opening the heart to it. Consciousness is working. We don't see it when we begin this type of work. Things are working in the background. You don't have
1: to know. You just have to trust. We've
2: all been trying to work on things for years. And we do the same kinds of things. I don't know. You think you're you're doing the work. And now I think the difference is that you're feeling it. You're feeling it. You're 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 being being it. 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 It.
1: No you are being
0: it. it yeah. mm-hmm. You are being it. And when you're being it, you actually don't have to say anything.
1: Your presence will say it all. That energy that people hurled at you, the well isn't there. They, they will lose interest. so they will be quiet. So, it's the being part that we are coming to. It's the experiencing that. We talk about love, it's experiencing the love
2: on
0: your
1: day to day, monotonous or exciting things. It's being that. Yeah, it is. It is hard work, because it's just different.
0: Mm -hmm. And we have to trust that unknown.
1: We don't see it in front of our face, what we're doing, we have to trust that we're doing it. Because of how it changes our life. It's right there. I want
2: Jesus. (laughs) I know,
1: because you have a very
0: strong mind and it has helped you so far. Look at where it has, how much it has helped you. Mind is still there. You just now put it, drop it into the heart. Allow the mind to operate within the realms of the heart.
1: The heart is the, it's what's driving the bus. The mind can come along. It can have, let's say, here and there. And that's, that's difficult because we are all achievers mm-hmm. and we do need the mind to achieve things. But
0: again, you know, like I said, we'll, you know, we've done the achieving. Mm-hmm. We're looking for more. Mm-hmm. We're looking for fulfillment. We're looking for
1: presence. We're looking for joy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're looking to step into the miracle that life is. Mm-hmm. that's what we're doing so very good
3: oof like oh
0: my god
3: we're looking for the miracle that life is that, that's gonna, that's gonna resound like that. with me uh, this week <laughs>
0: No, we're not looking for it. We're looking to step into it. It's already there. We're not seeing it. Good point. Not as yet. We just we just we just step into it. It's we we be we are in it. Yeah. The dancing with ecstasy in the candlelight chapel. That's what I read. <laughs> and, and we're not doing the dancing.
1: It's the source dancing us. Yes. So I
0: want that. (laughs) But again, no attachment to what you want. (laughs) I know this is like convoluted. All right. Very good. Well done. Um, So keep up the good work. And um, we have done three sessions, three more to go. I am doing something for the, the... I'll let you guys know. So in the meantime, you know, just it, no pressure, no nothing. I'm trying to do a, a bigger webinar
1: for the lack of a better word uh, for Valentine's Day. Talking about love. And
0: so if you have like one liners, two liners, paragraphs, something to say, just shoot me an email with a bunch of lines. something so then i can add that to the webinar just so people can see and your initials will be only there Your name can be totally taken away doesn't matter okay one or two liners about about what this work is and it doesn't have you know you can give me 10 different lines or whatever yeah yeah and just just say whatever you can say about this um from your view just, you know, no, just, just like you will tell a friend, just like you tell me when you're talking to me. Very in your terms. Don't, don't stress over it. Just open the email, da, 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 send it to me. And I'll use some of that in, in kind of showing people what this is so more people will attend. All right? Okay. All right. So very well, Lisa and Claire. Have a good rest of the day.
3: Thank you. We're traveling next weekend, so we won't be with you in real time. Okay, you'll just get the recording. Yes, yes. But we'll miss you.
0: We'll miss you too. We'll miss you.
1: <laughs> okay, bye bye. Thank you. Bye, Cindy. Bye. bye.